0: is a collection of conversations held during the quarantine caused by the COVID-19 crisis that started for Europe in March 2020. In a time of social distancing and the importance of personal space, I started to wonder how we relate to this notion and the spaces we inhabit. From my room in Leipzig, Germany, I reached out to creatives all over the world to explore with them this idea of space and what it can mean, both personally and in their practice to hear their individual experiences within the given restrictions and if they discover some new truths or awareness in them. I next spoke to Mago Hart and Miriam Felice of ACUTE, a collective that focuses on the intersection of art, technology and science.
1: Work is about, and what your practice is about, and a little bit of background information of also how you came together and how it all started.
2: Um, well, basically, um, acute it was formed in whilst we were studying a masters in Barcelona in audiovisual innovation and interactive environments,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we studied this last year. Um, we each of us we came from completely different backgrounds. So I came from graphic design. Medium comes from industrial um, design. Natty is an audiovisual artist, and she's always been freelancing. And yeah, so we arrived at this course. You know, each. In a different way, at least in my perspective, I, I never imagined this course would be focused on programming. I always sort of, you know, a sort of very graphic person, I sort of imagined, you know, you know, I'm bored of this A4 format. How can I like explore different different ways? How can I make it more intimate? You know, I'm just sick of publicity and you know, the whole sort of same thing. I sort of saw the description for the university and it was like, okay, this is like definitely for me. And when we're in this course, We just clicked together. Um, We're interested in creating co-creative music installations, so learning Arduino and you know learning code, we were sort of you know sort of developing very similar projects in you know aesthetic and concept. So yeah, and that's where we clicked, and we just thought you know this this really works. At least in my experience, it's always been sort of hard to work in a team. I've always sort of, you know, just had different dynamics, you know, I'm very sort of, I need to get things going and la la la. And I think with Nati and Media, we just sort of we just worked it out super well. <clears throat> and and yeah, and that's when we started sort of developing our projects. And we came across the concept of plant intelligence and we came across as well like a number of references and people who are working with reading biodata and we just thought it was crazy that you know you could that i don't know there was a possibility that plants could be sentient and that it wasn't actually proven and that there was a lot of sort of um sort of misinterpretations on the subject and nothing clear so we just found ourselves sort of investigating investigating and how can we convert this biodata and music and how can we communicate that to people and sort of you know re make everyone rethink you know their whole everything that they've learned up until now at least when i sort of and you know working with the girls that we we first began to sort of read biodata and sort of really sort of see like oh my word this plant can actually sense my electromagnetic field that it was just mind blowing and yeah, and since then we've always been sort of working towards integrating nature into the digital age. Um, yeah, and working, we we've worked with light as well. Um, we have another project, but it's always sort of making making anything digital more intimate, more personal, more human, and more connected. And it's always musical. We love music. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think the the Really interesting thing for me was that um, we started working together on a first project, um, and the goal of the of the project was we had we basically had to develop a face mask uh, that was interactive. Mm-hmm. So I clearly remember that we started this project together, um, and I think most of the click that we had was uh, provoked as well from you know the method that we had. As designer, I think
3: uh,
4: a really important thing was that me and Mago, we were designers, and we had the, des- the design method as a basis. While Natalia, who is an audiovisual artist, she was more, you know, into uh, practical things. She was very much uh, able to like uh, think about something and then starting visualizing, starting um, playing with stuff. Um, so I think the, to me at least the most interesting thing when we started working together was that we were also, you know, we were wondering, what are we going to do? Why are we, what, why are we going to develop this project this way?
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: what is the goal? So I think everything started with the idea of defining what the interaction is.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so I guess there is a lot of interactive arts, uh, nowadays and in the last 20 25 years people have been wondering a lot what does interaction mean uh, but as well what does digital arts mean you know so um, I, I remember that we we knew that the first project that we wanted to develop uh, we wanted it to be uh, a co creative and participative experience, so rather than thinking about the product that we were going to develop, we were thinking about you know what we wanted to convey uh, what kind of experience we wanted to offer to the viewers uh, what kind of experience we wanted to make as well during you know the development of the project what, what was what, what did we want to learn uh, from that so I remember that I, that eventually we started investigating uh, Plants Intelligence, as Mago was saying, Uh, we came across a few projects of people who were actually sonifying biodata. And starting from that, uh, once we had clear that we wanted to work with biodata and with data sonification, uh, we started envisioning the masks and the kind of interaction that each of the masks we were building had to have with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think somehow, you know, the process naturally led us to the final result. And I think it's interesting that Uh, our first project was actually thought as a performance rather than uh, as a work of art, you know, a traditional piece. So uh, the interesting thing is as well that now our work after approximately a year and a half, I think that we've been working to a year.
1: Yeah. uh,
4: We're going again towards the performance, but the performance has been our starting point and we never used it as a medium.
3: Um,
4: But like, I think that, you know, the idea of of being really able to reconnect with the natural world uh, was the mm-hmm. starting point and as well I think this connects a lot with the idea of of what what the space is and what the nature is and what is the actual definition itself that we give to nature because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. would argue as well that you know the digital uh, environment is natural as well so mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. this really opens our reflection on you know the definition itself we gave to some um, to some kind of uh, static objects or static definitions that we have and that we use um, in our practice, but I think reflecting about this, you know, definition is uh, sometimes more interesting than uh, the final result itself. So.
2: Yeah, I think as a collective, always our sort of thinking processes and, you know, when we talk about all of these concepts and, you know, our ideas and what if, and we envision futures and la la la, um, it's so rich. I think that's definitely my favourite part of the project, even more so than like the final result. Of course, like, of course, it's gratifying having the final result and it's amazing. But I think as a collective... We just It just works so well during the process, mm. and it's just so special yeah, it seems also that exploration
1: um, and being open to the new is also very present because, like you say, you first had this idea of maybe performance, but then you got to know all these new uh, kind of topics or fields, and then they led you into something completely different mm.
4: yeah
2: yeah
4: yeah i i don 't know, I always think that somehow. Uh, you know, the difference between design and art is in the method as well in the practice now. Mm-hmm. So I guess we've been arguing a lot with the. I mean, we've been discussing this a lot. Um, and I think that, you know, the idea of having a final product to show uh, is the, you know, is the basis of the design brief and of the design uh, method. So at the end of the day, I think that the idea of doing arts you know gives you more freedom in the experimentation although this doesn't mean that in design you cannot experiment I think that you know the richness of coming from different backgrounds uh, is something that is really helpful helpful when you know when we start working on something Um, and I think this is also due to the the era we live in I mean there are many many cross-functional teams that uh, show us how uh richer can be the experience and the process when you know people coming from different backgrounds uh get together so um i think it is really interesting that today we're talking a lot about you know the intersection between arts science technology design and how you know all these sectors can can really at the end of the day be part of some you know common ground and uh people can get together to like build something together which is hopefully really helpful for humanity you know
3: so, also
2: being aware no, of, of just different postures being aware that there are different perspectives and knowing that due to your background you have a certain perspective and you know the other person who comes from a completely you know scientific background will have another way to see your project completely differently and it just makes it better definitely to grow yeah um you were talking. Medium was talking to me. The what was it, a few weeks ago about the whole sort of COVID situation and how this whole um, sort of um, multi sort of functional backgrounds and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, how it's so much more relevant now and how you know today um, medics across the whole world are working together to create you know a vaccine and how this actually should happen in all of the areas. No, like with scientists data or artists or just working collectively so Mm -hmm.
4: yeah I don't know I don't know if this is appropriate to say like that but I think that somehow what I've noticed is that you know the the open source culture that I started with uh with coders community um i think that nowadays we can see that this you know open culture is is basically spreading across other areas so uh it's very common to hear a designer for example saying you know i've been receiving a brief uh from someone who has already worked on the project and i don't know i'm like i'm going to add some stuff to this project and then another person is going to add another part so i think you know this idea of working together But as a global community, it's really, you know, it's it's making, it's like speeding the process of like um, uh, getting to have innovation, discovering new things. So I think, you know, one thing that people are saying nowadays with the whole COVID situation is that during the moments of crisis, all the decision processes are really um, increasing in terms of uh, rapidness. You know, everything is really fast, so you have to make decisions fast, you have to you know, solve a problem um, so everything is like very very uh, very fast so I think somehow uh, what's going on with the medical community but as well with the science community you know everyone is really like all the world is investigating on a common topic
3: mm-hmm. and
4: we know this is going to be really hard because we've been into this two months and a half now already mm-hmm. and people are really struggling like we don't know what's going on we don't know if they're gonna be able to produce a vaccine or what you know we, we don't really know what's going to happen. What we know is that for the first time, I guess, in the last century, the whole world is working on, you know, on the same common project. And this is going it's going to change the way we will think about, I think basically we will think about everything in the future because we've seen, you know, we've been talking, I think we've been talking about the global community for a while now um, with the spread of internet and everything. But I don't think we read, we, we never really in a situation like this in which we really needed to think about how are we going to use the digital tools, the communication tools that we have in order to, you know, to save our species basically. So I think now we have this chance of defining what the global community is, uh, what are the new ways to work together, uh, how, you know, cross-functional kind of teams or how projects led by people from different backgrounds can really, you know, speed up the process of innovation and of, you know, discovering things that maybe earlier would have been much more difficult. So I don't know if we can talk about global consciousness or something like that, you know, there are theories that say uh, the global consciousness can is something that can actually uh, happen and happens between people as, as well as, you know, for every uh, organized systems, that exist in nature. So I think that somehow we have a global consciousness. We mm-hmm. we we see that in art, I guess, uh, and in science when people from you know different parts of the world discover the same thing at the same time and we don't know how that happens, but it happens, no? Mm-hmm. So I think somehow like you know the open culture has been helping us a lot to to question uh this kind of topics. But I think Today we need to hurry up and we need to understand how we can collaborate uh, and how we can use the digital tools that we had We have to you know to do this.
1: It's also very much about awareness. I think like you say we have this crazy tool like the internet. It's such um, a tool to create community and to share information and um, yeah to stay connected. but before maybe we didn't really realize how rich it actually was and now that these kind of restrictions and boundaries are put upon us we suddenly become aware of ah okay um if suddenly the boundary is coming so close what are the the solutions in a way where i can break them i think that's Mm. also a thing you can you see a lot happening that Mm. once you become restricted in something you will find a way to um get around it or to break it like the closer boundaries become, the more um, the more you want to break them, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I super agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe bringing the subject towards maybe more space um, and these boundaries and how we can break out of them. Um, what I've noticed is that you know being confined and being you know having this whole sort of limiting situation how it's sort of super um makes you fully aware of how there are just so many things that just don't function or how maybe architecture or maybe interior design or you know design in general how it has to be just rethought in so many different you know levels everyone's you know working from home it's just creating this sort of strange intimacy over the internet and it's just so many sort of questions that are coming into into question light air all of these things that just have to be sort of completely re retaken into consideration have you um both experienced these kind of things like
1: how um have the restrictions made you reflect on your own living space in that way mm-hmm. or also yeah. relate them to your practice um, has it changed the way you view it
4: yeah so I just wanted to go back for a second to the I, I just had this thought I when you when you started talking about boundary mm-hmm. boundaries I think it's really interesting that you know uh, all these topics are coming out now and they're really you know um, connected to what is going on but I I guess that this idea of talking about, you know, the interstitial space between the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and As Mago was saying, no? mm-hmm. the how we need to rethink design, how we need to rethink of architecture and everything. I think
3: mm-hmm.
4: something really powerful is happening right now because, yeah. you know, redefining the boundaries from a physical perspective, but as well from a mental perspective, from mm-hmm. a psychological perspective, it's like, I think we're recalibrating everything in order to read the, you know, to give a new meaning to what is going on, a new meaning to the space we're inhabiting, a new meaning to the outside world. So I think this idea of defining as well, what a boundary is, you know, mm-hmm. what is a limitation? What is an opportunity? And I think it's really poetic to think about this as an opportunity. But mm-hmm. on the other end, I think many of us are really struggling. I think each and every one of us in a different way. Uh, But I think this is really, you know, uh, this is really redefining what inside and outside of yourself, inside and outside of, you know, the public and the private space is, uh, inside and outside of the law. So there are many levels that we can, you know, see this this whole situation. But yeah, I'm just going to... I'm just going to go back to Margot answering to the question, but I've been struggling a little (laughs) bit.
2: No, no, no. I think what you said is just so perfect. (sighs) I couldn't agree more. Um, I think we're all struggling because clearly it's just not designed right. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we haven't ever had to sort of take these things into consideration before but now we're confined and now we're struggling because we don't have lights in our houses or we don't have enough air or we feel suffocated because we're just in a confined place with our you know with our with our roommates or you know what I mean there's just it's just this is gonna just progress hopefully and you know it's from architecture but the whole sort of design of the city you know is just it just becomes so relevant this whole concept of inside outside and you know we just have to give our inside spaces the importance they need mm-hmm. you know we spend the majority of our lives inside buildings inside our workspace inside our house um you know yes you can walk and you can you can commute and you can do exercise but you know it just it just needs to be You know, given the importance it needs, you know, the, I don't know, ventilation or,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, I don't know, just everything, space, plants, plants are so essential. I mean, Mm -hmm. since we've been working with biofeedback, luckily my whole bedroom is full of plants, my whole house is full of plants. I've got like my mini jungle inside this sort of concrete building and, you know, Barcelona is just like this concrete jungle, no? But, you know, I just imagine people who don't have any nature inside their plants, you know, inside their, plant, inside their houses. It's just, it's just definitely something to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a changing point for everyone, I think. In whatever way you struggle, in whatever luxury you are, because of the restriction, you become very much aware of the position you're in. And um, it is also a very nice idea that this would be a changing point. But I think it's also um, a big responsibility for everyone to also make it a changing point because Mm -hmm. for it could be over maybe in three weeks and then we could just like go back the way we were living. But um, I think it's also very much a responsibility for everyone to kind of take the lessons um, we all have from this period and really put them into action. Um, to bring a change, because I think these are kind of the most important moments we can have, um mm. and if we don't do nothing with them, then it's also maybe a bit of a waste.
2: Yeah, I think it it really relates to what we were talking about before now, about how each area has to work collectively and how we all have to work globally, otherwise you know changes just don't become sort of relevant in that sense.
4: Yeah, and I think, I guess, as well, you know, the idea that who has more privilege should be, you know, mm-hmm. should be feeling that needs to get more involved into the process of actually making the change possible. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, as you were saying earlier, everyone is really realizing, you know, what, what we have, who we are, what we do. Uh, so we're starting to question a lot our lives, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're realizing what kind of privilege we have. So maybe I don't have have light, but I got a job, I can work from home, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, every one of us I think is like really reconsidering their lives, but as well, you know, their role in the world. And I think lately, I mean, before we didn't really have to think about some things if we didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And I think this moment is just forcing us, every one of us to think about some some things. Um, So I think, Yeah, I think we really have a responsibility, like those who have more privilege, I guess have more responsibilities, but at the same time, I also think this is going to be a long process, no matter if, you know, I personally, I don't think this is going to be over in three weeks, but even if it was like that, um, you know, I think uh, this is going to change the way we think this is going to be the change we live as well. So I think from on one end, we need to be very gentle with ourselves and with the others mm-hmm. um, because, you know, also not thinking about anything is an option right now. So as we have been saying many, many times, you know, thinking about your own mental health in this moment is the first thing mm-hmm. and is the most important thing. So if you can work and if you can actually act in order to, you know, give your contribu- contribution to the change you want to happen right now, it's fine. But if you cannot as well, you know, we need to stop, I think, thinking in terms of uh, capitalistic production. I think it's time to really, you know, apply this thought that we have that the production is really has gone out of hands and everything on every level. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we cannot think that everything is going to be back to to what it was. But at the same time, I think we need time to process. And the temporal sphere as well is something that we need to take care of. We cannot ignore that we've been going through a shock as a society, as individuals, and we need to give ourselves, I guess, the time to process all the information that we have. Um, So I guess everyone needs to find a way. But I think it's really important that we remember that, you know, it's not just important people who need to make decisions. It's like every one of us and everyone who has been complaining for years and years and years that they wanted a change. Maybe now is the time that we can get together and have this change, you know, happen. Mm-hmm. so i don't know
2: yeah um something that came up um which i find is super interesting that came up in a um in a bio design um talk we we had with a whole group of people i think it was last week mm-hmm. um something that really kept me thinking was um one of the one of the people said how how humanity has such short memory so it's going to be interesting as well to see you know we're now super fully aware that we've been having to think and we you know we're having sort of you know this is a moment of change and we we're taking into consideration all of these sort of new factors and we're super conscious but you know hope how long is this going to go on for mm-hmm. you know hopefully humanity will remember and will carry on sort of just trying to change and work towards it I think yeah. but we'll see I don't know
1: <laughs> going back to the, our conversation earlier what have been kind of um maybe insights or reflections of what you've been going through um, on your practice did you have any um, mm-hmm. has it kind of changed your mind in some ways or it hasn't changed your mind
2: um <laughs> well, it's it, personally i think it has sort of made an impact um we're so used to working you know as a collective and our dynamic is so sort of you know get together talk ideas maybe with medium we'll start to talk concepts and you will automatically go and like start calling um distributors, providers I don't know, um, and start going to places, buying materials, and then we'll start, you know, practicing together. And, you know, it's a really together and seeing and interacting thing, which is, it just changes completely, you know, the dynamic of how we have to work together now, no, because it's not the same, you know, each one with their timetable, uh, you know, with their space and where they're at, and you know their their conditions too. And you know, you've I think, I think I don't know. Everyone has been going through sort of ups and downs emotionally, and and it's just it's just been harder you know adapting and you know knowing okay well you know if you're not feeling good to work today okay great you know let's let's just carry on let's you know work on different things or you know we'll discuss more concept or you know just work through different platforms I think it certainly has sort of made an impact and I'm just dying for us to meet together again
4: (laughs) yeah and I don't know I have this feeling that like most of our work has been focusing a lot on physicality Mm -hmm. so starting from what we do so we've been doing since we began working together we've been working on mostly interactive installations Mm -hmm. working with nature and the idea has always Mm -hmm. been like how can we communicate to people that you know nature isn't a life thing it's like something that exists Mm -hmm. and it's not just something outside of of you know of yourself it's just you know we're we're all part of the same ecosystem and you know this was the core idea of everything we were doing we were trying to communicate how interconnected we are so i think mm-hmm. the, the idea of being together in the same place you know and of physically experiment also the you know the amazement of uh, hearing a sound coming out of a plant i think you know, at the beginning for us, it was something that I don't know, it was, how is it in English? But the temporary suspension of incredulity, you know, when uh, this is a very romantic concept, like art is like when you can actually for a second, don't be like believing what's going on, even if you cannot explain what's going on. So I think we've been working a lot around this concept. And then when physicality is not on the table, like, uh, we were kind of shocked at the beginning because we were all also, you know, questioning a lot, a lot. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we gonna, you know, focus our work on something that is very physical when physicality is out of the, you know, of the table? And mm-hmm. then somehow I think um, everyone is going to reinvent their own practice, but at the same time it's like uh, we're gonna find new ways to communicate. But for sure, it's not gonna be, in my opinion our next work is not going to be i don't know the digital uh, replica of the physical experience i think that is not going to be the you know the answer to mm-hmm. the crisis we're living at the moment i think this moment is really interesting because as well as made us made us question mm-hmm. what are we going to what what do we want to do what do we want to communicate uh and i think somehow we realize that you know scientific communication is the area we're interested in we we like you know we like the physicality. We've always been working with the natural element, being that a plant, be that light, be that smoke, you know, everything that is physical and that through art we can uh, transform it into, you know, an art piece or an art installation or a performance or, you know, any other means of communication. And I think some, somehow, you know, we have questioned the medium, but we have not questioned the topic or the content of the work. So I think the idea is also find new ways uh, to reinterpret concept that we're interested in, but for sure, this is gonna change the way we work. Um, and I don't know, I think.
2: It's, it's it's interesting. No, I think it's, you know, based on what you were saying that how we have to sort of rethink interaction, you know, it's so physical and what we do that, you know, um, interaction has almost become invasive, no, like how you can't sort of get too near to something or someone, it's sort of, you know, and, and this is what we do, we work to create interaction. So it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenge. But it's also like, what I find strange about it is that it's, it's almost a contradiction. Because, yes, we can't interact and we can't, you know, it's sort of invasive and we have to be like tiptoeing around, you know, knowing how to read, you know, different sort of body languages. You know, when you go to a supermarket or when you're out on the streets or, you know, whatever's happening. Um, but at the same time, you know, globally, we're all going through the same situation. And, you know, as a city or with your neighbor, you're connecting and, you know, you're, it's sort of more connected than ever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know
4: yeah, I think I think
2: we're interesting. Yeah, this is really
4: interesting actually, because yeah. I think you know somehow we're we're recall we're re-co- reconnecting with what is glo- what is local.
3: Mm-hmm. You
4: know, everyone is talking about this global thing, and I think really what, what we're realizing is that we don't know our neighbors, we don't know who these people are. You know, we we don't know uh, the workers of the supermarket we go out every day and this whole situation got us to, you know, to look closer to what Mm. is around us, to have a closer contact with the physicality that we still have with the spaces, with the physical spaces we still are allowed to get in contact with and with the people as well. So I think somehow what Mago is saying is really interesting because as well, I don't know, I think we've been working a lot with the sense of touch in the last year, so most of our interaction during our installation is through the form of touch.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And I think the, the, the also the fact that we're not touching many people these days, we're not touching many objects these days. It's like I think we're gonna have to explore new ways to yeah. You know.
2: definitely. I know. I'm thinking about it. Like right now, it's just sort of like clicking in. It's just like oh shit. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) but maybe it's also very interesting afterwards how people have become maybe way more aware about what touch means even you could for example having a piece of before um, the quarantine and the whole covid situation and afterwards i think just the same piece would have a completely totally different uh, experience of the visitors and you just get this whole new notion of like what it means to be touched or what it means to touch something. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, it's definitely.
1: definitely. And also about, um, I think what um, built on what you were saying about the uh, quality of the interactions we have, for example, we don't know the people who work in the supermarket or we don't know our neighbors, but um, maybe we do like know a whole lot of other people, but we don't really, um, we aren't aware of the like the connections we do have, what the quality of it is. Maybe we are now talking to way more people or friends um, than we usually do in our daily life and kind of be more selective also about the things we allow in our spaces or the people we allow to um look into our houses, literally. Like we're also now having a video call, I can look into your room, you can look into my room. It's also very, I don't know, I think an intimate um, yeah it's also very much about intimacy and the interaction of it. Yeah, I think
4: somehow, you know, the whole culture we were living in uh, was based on shame of the intimacy. Like we were very close um, to other people, but we didn't really let anyone in, you know? On the other end, the idea that we were constantly exposed to stimuli, like, everything we did was like a constant trying to shut down the outside world to focus on something and then when you suddenly need to focus on something because you don't have any stimuli from the outside world it's like you actually realize that things are happening as well close to you but you didn't really look so I think somehow the idea is that You know what is the stimuli? We we need to go back to the perception level Mm -hmm. because I don't know. While I'm working, while I'm talking to you, I'm hearing the piano of the girl who lives next door, and like before, I was home very little time. I couldn't really you know listen to her playing the piano. So it's like maybe I don't have the stimuli that I had before, and I'm actually really suffering for that because I always have been a very you know outside. Mm. of home person like I've never really enjoyed staying home more than you know a few hours a day. But like now I'm I'm also learning to reprogram my brain in order to get other kind of stimuli in order to survive. Because you know without external stimuli I'm really struggling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I need to do this, you know, and I think this is gonna change a little the way we we think and we interact. But it's interesting as well that I think most of the reasons why we're struggling is because it's has been a very rapid change. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're going to get used to it. Maybe many, many things are going to change, but I think we're still under shock and we're Mm -hmm. not, I mean, until we do not, you know, mm, externalize this thing Mm -hmm. and we don't realize it, mm, it's going to be difficult to have a lucid thought about stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion.
3: I agree.
2: I don't know. I think I think maybe we're all struggling because it's just a sort of it is a constant contradiction what you're feeling, no? You're sort of always unease, you're not, I don't know. It's almost like, yes, we're sort of connecting with our environment and you know, we're we're sort of becoming more human in that sense, you know, connecting with our neighbors, you know, it's a different sort of, you know, it's more intimate, it's more shared, it's like a different thing. But at the same time, you know, it's not, it's not normal being locked in your house and like you know having social anxiety and not wanting you know a family member to call you or certain i don't know it's sort of you're always trying to find your balance between two different sort of
3: yeah.
2: extremes no
1: yeah, um, no, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, so much about the process as well like like you say we're kind of in the middle of the storm and we will only later realize what it actually all meant because now we're just going through this whole experience which is so new for everyone and we just don't know what the, what the end result of it all will be.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Definitely. But
2: like, no? Isn't it just always chaotic and always just.
4: Yeah. And then I think, I guess contradiction is part of it. I mean, it's part of mm-hmm. life in general. So yeah. it's just that now we can see that more clearly mm-hmm. and actually, um, you know, I have a friend of mine who say that she read a poem of an Italian poet And this poem was like, I can see my emotion passing by as clouds. And she said to me, like, this poem is really helping me. It's like, I'm now accepting that in the same day, I can have five, six, seven moods, seven different kinds of moods. And I'm just watching my emotion go, you know, and maybe earlier the thing is just, we didn't stop and watch our emotion go. Mm, So I think we're learning a lot, but at the same time, uh, I think we're talking a lot about space, but we're not talking about time, you know? Uh, and this is really interesting as well, because, I don't know, sometimes we think that, you know, giving dates, like in a couple of weeks, maybe in Barcelona, we're going to go to the phase two, sorry, phase one, and in Italy, they're in phase two. And then in every country, like we're giving, you know, numbers, we're like, we're trying to say something that give us like, you know, we need to know something from a temporal perspective. And this is actually really important, because otherwise... How can you project your thought into a future if you cannot see a future? So I think somehow we really need to know that there are gonna be changes in our life and we need to project our desire towards something, be that a person and space, uh, you know, a project, or you know, we need to project our desire upon something. And I think the problem now is that we don't know what to project our desire on, you know, like um. And I think temporality is really something that is making us struggle, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really struggling because I cannot count days. I don't know, I'm really trying to find a new way to identify the time,
3: mm-hmm. the time of
4: the day, but as well, you know, the time passing. And I noticed that has been a, there has been a change now. Like the first two weeks to me, it, they were very difficult. Like I didn't really know what time it was, what day it was, how many days I was locked in since. And now it's like, my my routine has changed and i'm like more confident and like you know i'm i'm feeling like i can deal with this new way of living the time as well so
2: yeah i super agree it's super interesting Mm -hmm.
1: in a way life has kind of fallen silent like you also said earlier about the, the stimulants that kind of drop away and there's this silent place in our home Um, also silence in our social life maybe, but it also gives us the space to, um, raise the awareness. I think if you, um, especially if I go outside, I see a lot of people going uh, for their daily walk because it's one of the reasons we can leave our house. And it's also kind of beautiful in a way, because normally before everyone always had like a goal or a place to be, but suddenly, um, Mm. the going is the only space you can inhabit because it's just like the activity itself it's not about what you um are going towards in a way and it's a little bit what you said about the time I think as well about how can you kind of schedule um if you don't know what the goal is going to be but it gives you also kind of the opportunity to it makes you realize that you were always going towards something or working towards something, but how does it kind of shift if that something falls away? Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I guess
4: somehow we're learning to focus on the present, no? Mm -hmm. So many, Mm -hmm. many people have been discussing this and I think this is really interesting that in the last, I don't know, 20 years, maybe, uh, meditation and yoga have been spreading all over the world. and, you know, before all of this, it looks like a, a trend. You know, everyone was doing yoga, everyone was doing meditation because, you know, we're, our lives were really fast and everything was like, you know, we needed to disconnect. Mm-hmm. While I guess this time it's like, I feel like this is really an opportunity to reconnect with the present. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, meditation and yoga are actually some ways we can do that. And mm-hmm. for those who are, you know... Who have been practicing yoga or meditation, they would definitely know what I'm talking about. It's like the whole work that you do is like reconnecting with the moment, with the present, and like watching things pass by. So mm-hmm. I think if we go back to the present and to focus on what's going on outside of ourselves, but also you know inside of ourselves, mm-hmm. and you know we, we can actually be happy without thinking about the past and the future. And there are you know many psychological theories but also you know philosophical theories saying that happiness is like being focused in the present moment Mm. so I guess maybe the thing is we're not used to think about happiness in such terms but because our culture didn't taught us to do that that way but maybe you know we can try not to exaggerate and like not to switch on and off you know from before and after like and pretend that in two months we can actually change the way we perceive the world. But maybe we can, you know, open to different options that could be maybe solutions for us and can help us be stay a little bit better in the day by day,
3: mm-hmm. and then
4: see what happens. You know, mm, I don't think we're gonna find a solution today
2: or next week. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And do you think that what that is something connected to what your work is also about? Because um, in your installations, it's also very much about the interaction of the visitors and kind of the awareness of the visitor in the space you create.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. One of the main projects we have is just all about trying to reach that sort of more conscious level no and being sort of super aware and you know feeling your body letting yourself be absorbed by the sound by the light sort of become super aware of sort of the interaction in itself and being really present um yeah that's interesting i think we're gonna like as a collective we're gonna have to sort of review certain aspects of our interaction but i think the concept has just always been the same since day one Mm -hmm. um so that's, that's, I think, super positive for us, that we're, you know, it's, it's always just been sort of our way of thought, you know, what we're working towards, what we're trying to sort of communicate to the public,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, what our just focus is all about, you know, just trying to create sort of positive social change
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, through the arts, communicating science. And um, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be all right. <laughs> In the end, we'll, we'll find a way. <laughs> Yeah, I
4: don't know, somehow I think that, you know, the the installation that Mago is is talking about is called Aural. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, I I think you're you're talking about that. And and I I, I think, you know, the link is interesting because actually many times when we discussed about the concepts, we were actually asking ourselves, what is it that we're doing while we prepare an installation? What do we want to offer, you know? What is our vision and everything? And I think we always agreed about the fact that we wanted to, you know, give visitors like a, a moment of happiness, a moment of enjoyment, a moment to reconnect with its physical body, but as well with its surroundings. So every time we try to, you know, we work a lot on, on scenography, scenography and the environment, you know, and, and the whole 360 degree experience. Cause we really think that, you know, art is something that takes you out of your normal state of consciousness or, uh, in. And, or in right and and i think sound is another powerful element that can actually help you be in the present rather than going with your mind somewhere else mm-hmm. so there are many many artists that have been working with you know frequencies uh trying to study how you know a different kind of frequency can provoke you a different state of consciousness
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, so i i guess this is all connected and and this is all related to the idea that we really wanted to you know to to open questions to mm. maybe to ask people through our work if, you know if they realize that they can have other uh, experiences in their everyday life that could make them happy as well, be that you know just meditate for half an hour a day, or just, you know, be uh, uh, on a, on the outside, uh, be on the exterior, uh, go have a walk on the park, you know, just do something that helps you reconnect with yourself. Uh, and I think everyone has a different way to do that, but it's good to ask yourself, you know, what can make me happy today? And I think this is what we're experiencing right now as well, a little bit, so. Yeah.
1: And has your practice given you new insights of what a space can
2: mean that you didn't before? Oh, yeah, I think definitely with with every project, even if it's just taking maybe, you know, this um, biofeedback project. If every time we do it, I think the insight is just completely different. there was this one residency program that we were doing at FEMART in Caladona which is a feminist uh residency house here and we were with a number of different artists and you know we really wanted to focus um on working by feedback so we were given a space to work for a month and then at the end we were going to be doing an exhibition and whilst we were together you know you know what are we going to be working on you know let's let's just sort of really think you know the essence of female energy you know let's connect with the moon let's create like a sanctuary let's you know let's connect with our menstrual cycle you know we're trying to sort of bring up all of these concepts and whilst we were working it was just like you know I think just as a collective and just as we work you know just it's already so empowering you know, just the space we occupy the, you know, when we do an installation, I think it's just our collective and it's sort of female empowerment in its essence. So why are we trying to sort of bring out and, you know, trying to work around different concepts when, you know, the space we actually just occupy is that in itself, we are our own sanctuary. No, I think that was one of the most sort of I, I don't know, I think important sort of relevations when we were when we were working, you know, regarding space. Um, but yeah, I think definitely every, you know, every installation we do, whether it's Audan, whether it's, you know, the variations of the biofeedback, or, you know, it's it's always, you know, you're just learning different details about interactions or different how different people are interacting with the object, whether they enjoy it, what do they feel. What, how would they change it? I think it's super important after every, um, you know, whilst we're there in the installation, you know, people will come up to you and they will tell you, you know, how they felt and what they think and their experiences and, every time you know we're, we're in this space and you know we're sharing we're creating this sort of network and community with people it's always just sort of new information coming in and we completely absorb that from every you know every installation or every experience we have i think mm-hmm. um and do you think um Would
1: you say your practice and your work is about these installations? Do you see that as the work or do you more see the installations as a tool to create these interactions and connections? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I would
4: definitely say the second. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, choosing the medium of the installation uh, has always been very functional to what we wanted to communicate. You know, as you were saying, the idea of creating communities and to put these communities together. Um, so I don't know if, you know, I think in as an artist and, uh, you know, as a collective, uh, we've been having a path that came out very naturally. So recently we, we've we been asked to work on, on a few co-creative uh, music installation focusing mostly on data sonification, for example, mm-hmm. and we've seen that, you know, um, when when you start working with a medium then the medium itself shows you the way to you know to develop the work so i guess the 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 idea itself of working with music is something that you know from times From the beginning of history, music has been a way for people to get together. Mm -hmm. And actually, we don't really know a lot about music ritual in the past, but music has always offered this opportunity to get together, you know, to gather and to experience the same experience at the same time with other people, with other individuals. So I think music is very powerful as well. Mm -hmm. And since today, what we've been doing is, I think we've, we've been trying to to promote this kind of social gatherings, but with a different perspective, be that, you know, during the music festival, uh, be that during a feminist residency, I think at the end of the day, it was just a way for us to, you know, to say to people, let's get together and think about, you know, our presence in the world and our relationship within each other and with the environments and with the space that we occupy. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I'm, I just don't, I don't, I don't think we, we need to exclude uh, the possibility to be, keep doing this kind of work with different mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel that for us as a collective has been very natural. Uh, and as I was saying earlier, I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but I think the physicality of the experience has always been very important. So um, I guess in the future we're going to find new ways, every one of us, you know, to communicate what we want to communicate from an artistic perspective. Uh, but I just I just don't think it's going to be, maybe it's something that we didn't expect, you know, maybe something we don't know yet, but that in a couple of months it's going to be so natural uh, and it's going to, you know, we're all going to say well, we didn't think about it yet. Um, I'm just not sure that what we have so far, like virtual reality, augmented reality, all these tools that we already have, I'm not 100% sure that this is gonna be, you know, the future, because I think that when you miss the physicality itself, it's really difficult to deal with the fully digital environment that alters your perceptions. So I think we need to be very careful, and uh, and we need to just keep, you know, questioning what is the goal, what do we want to achieve by the use of these technologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm. I'm positive that we're going to find interesting ways to go back and communicate with each other. I think we we are social social animals, you know, sociable animals, and we're going to find ways, definitely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think because everyone has um, some experience with, like, now being forced to um, meet virtually, but I think everyone experiences that it's just not the same and especially in your practice, I can imagine that it could be maybe translated to a more dig- digital or virtual format, but um, it would have a completely different um, outcome.
4: I think somehow most of our work was like find ways to get out of the screen. You know, we've been dis- we discussed a lot about this idea of getting out of the screen. So I think for us, it would be very weird to, you know, go back working with a. eight a- traditional screens like I don't think this is what we want, Mm -hmm. but this doesn't mean that we're not gonna be using screens at Mm -hmm. all So, let's see what happens we
1: have been talking for a while now already Thank you so much for all the interesting stuff you said and sharing your thoughts and ideas I really appreciate making the time for it Okay, but then I will let you go
4: Thanks again, so much.
3: Yeah. um, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
4: (laughs) Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.